Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Nice to see you again. During our last program, we talked a lot about intranic microRNA and diseases. Most human gene transcripts contain introns, which often change during clinical and environmental failures. Many introns encoding microRNAs are involved in RNA-related chromatin silencing. Any disorder of intranic microRNA coding-related genes will lead to genetic diseases. For example, many introns contain trinucleotide or tetranucleotide repeats that can be transcribed and processed into repeat-related microRNAs. Last of not least, we have also talked about more than 20 diseases that are caused by expansions of trinucleotide repeats. Today, David will tell us about man-made intranic microRNA. David, great to see you again. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. Like I just said, we are going to discuss man-made intronic microRNA today. In order to understand the diseases caused by microRNA's dysregulation, we need an artificial expression system to summarize the functions and mechanisms of microRNAs in vitro and in vivo. The same strategy may be used to design and develop therapies for the disease. I have heard that several vector-based RNA interference expression systems have been developed to produce more stable RNA interference effects in vitro and in vivo. These methods use the transcription activity guided by type 3 RNA polymerase. Do you think there are any drawbacks to using these methods? Definitely. Although these methods have successfully maintained a constant gene silencing effect in vivo, their delivery strategies have failed to target specific cell populations because type 3 RNA polymerase activity is prevalent in all types of cells. Another thing is, small RNA expression requires the use of type 3 RNA polymerase RNA promoters, such as U6 and H1, which can create another drawback. Why does type 3 RNA polymerase seem to be causing cytotoxicity? Because you know the reading through the side effect of type 3 RNA polymerase occurs on the short transcription template. Without proper termination, large RNA products may be synthesized longer than expected, leading to unexpected interferon cytotoxicity. And this problem may also be caused by the competitive conflict between the type 3 RNA polymerase promoter and another vector promoter. Since we are speaking of cytotoxicity here, we know a high dose of small interfering RNAs could induce strong cytotoxicity, similar to that of long double-stranded RNAs. Can you tell us the reason for that? Now the toxicity you are talking about here is due to the double-stranded structure of small interfering RNAs and long double-stranded RNAs, which activate interferon-mediated nonspecific RNA degradation and programmed cell death through double-stranded RNA-dependent protein kinases and 2,5-oligoadenylate synthase system signaling. Can you elaborate more on the two systems that activate interferon-mediated cell death? Sure. 
It is well known that interferon-induced double-stranded RNA-dependent protein kinase can trigger cell apoptosis, while interferon-induced activation of 2,5-oligoadenylate synthase system leads to extensive cleavage of single-stranded RNA, that is, messenger RNA. Any side effect from RNA interference produced by type 3 RNA polymerase? Yes, at high concentrations, siRNAs or short hairpin RNAs produced by type 3 RNA polymerase-directed RNA interference system can supersaturate the microRNA pathway. This will lead to global microRNA inhibition and cell death. Do you know whether there is any way that we can avoid these risks? Consider type 2 RNA polymerases. Let me tell you why. Type 2 RNA polymerases directed intronic microRNA expression systems are precisely regulated by cellular RNA splicing and nonsense-mediated decay mechanisms. These can degrade excessive RNA accumulation to prevent potential cytotoxicity and results that type 2 can avoid the side effects we've seen from type 3 have been demonstrated in in vivo therapy. Since we know now intron-derived microRNA systems are activated in specific cell types under the control of transcription mechanisms directed by type 2 RNA polymerase, what do you think of them in the field of disease treatment? Is this a promising method somehow? Sure, it is. In order to overcome the side effects of siRNA mediated by pol 3 a novel microRNA biogenesis strategy based on type 2 RNA polymerase has already been developed. More than 85% of selected oncogene functions or viral genome replication were knocked down by intronic microRNA. Because microRNA can flexibly bind to some complementary messenger RNA targets, it can be used as an anti-cancer drug or vaccine to achieve a major breakthrough in the treatment of cancer polymorphism and virus mutation. I read on the news the other day that a research team has discovered the biogenesis of microRNA-like precursors from the 5-near-intronic region of the mammalian type 2 RNA polymerase gene transcript. Have you heard about it? Yes, I saw that too. I believe they found that microRNA and its coding genes co-expressed in specific cells, activated promoter and expressed genes. Since about 10 to 30% of the introns are present in the cytoplasm with a moderate half-life, the spliced introns, they found, were not fully digested into single nucleotides for transcription cycle. Also, the production of this microRNA depends on the coupling of pre-messenger RNA transcription and intron excision mediated by newborn type 2 RNA polymerase, which occurs in some nuclear regions, near the fibers around the chromatin of the genome. We know that mature microRNAs are important. They can effectively silence target genes through RNA interference mechanism. Can you tell us how to produce mature microRNA? Sure. Mature microRNAs are formed by some intron-derived microRNAs after type 2 RNA polymerase processing and splicing. The exons of precursor messenger RNA are linked together to form mature messenger RNA for protein synthesis. We talked about before that using type 2 RNA polymerases to produce RNA interference can avoid the side effect, like microRNA inhibition and cell death. And now we also know that type 2 RNA polymerase-mediated microRNA does not cause cytotoxicity. Why is that? Since microRNAs are single-stranded molecules, insensitive to double-stranded RNA-dependent protein kinases, 
and 2. 5. Oligoadenylate synthase-induced interferon system, it is safe to generate microRNA mediated by type 2 RNA polymerase in vitro and in vivo, without the cytotoxicity of double-stranded RNAs and small interfering RNAs. From these findings, we can see new functions of mammalian introns in microRNA generation and gene silencing. It will be a tool to analyze gene function and develop gene-specific therapy for cancer and virus infection. Is the RNA interference-like function of microRNA confirmed in human cell lines or animal models? Using artificial introns to carry hairpin-like microRNA precursors, researchers have successfully produced mature microRNA molecules that can trigger RNA interference like gene silencing in human prostate cancer, human cervical cancer, rat neural stem cells, zebrafish, chicken, and mice. What steps are needed to obtain the precursor of hairpin microRNA carried by artificial introns? Well, mainly three steps. The artificial introns need to be first co-transcribed by type 2 RNA polymerase in precursor messenger RNA and cleaved from precursor messenger RNA by RNA splicing. The splicing introns containing precursor microRNA structure will need to be further processed into mature microRNAs that could trigger RNA interference-related gene silencing. Based on this artificial microRNA model, various pre-microRNA structures will be tested. Scientists expect to observe the production of intron-derived microRNA fragments, originated from the proximity of the 5 end of the intron sequence, between the 5 end splice site and the branching point. These microRNAs can induce strong inhibition of genes with more than 70% complementarity in the microRNA sequence. I hope it never happens, but what happens if there is no homology between microRNA and gene? Assuming that is the case then, the target gene is not silent, including empty introns without pre-microRNA insertion, introns with non-target microRNA insertion, and splicing defect introns. This can actually be shown in zebrafish expressing an enhanced green fluorescent protein, indicating that the intron microRNA biogenesis system invertebrates has been consistently preserved. It has no effect on non-target genes. Can I interpret it as that microRNA interference has high specificity? Of course. The size of intron-derived microRNAs is about 18 to 27 nucleotides, which is similar to the newly discovered peewee domain interacting RNA. In addition, Intron microRNAs isolated by guanidine chloride ultracentrifugation had transient and strong gene silencing effects on homologous genes in transfected cells, indicating that they had transient RNA interference effects. However, the long-term gene silencing effect observed in vivo only occurs in the nuclear transfer of microRNA system mediated by retroviral vector type 2 RNA polymerase. Let's revisit type 2 RNA polymerase. What are the components of type 2 RNA polymerase-mediated small plastid-encoded RNA interference system? There are several common nucleotide elements, including five splice sites, branching point domains, polypyrimidine bundles, and three splice sites. Additionally, the precursor microRNA insertion sequence is placed in an artificial intron between the five splice site and the branch point domain. During RNA splicing and processing, these introns usually form a lariat structure. You know what might be involved in the dissociation and cleavage of lariat RNA into precursor microRNA? I believe the details remain to be clarified. 
At present, we just know that some splicing bodies and helicase may be involved in this process. Thanks David, for bringing us this wonderful discussion. Thank you everyone for listening. We will continue our discussion in the next episode. See you next time.